Welcome to Changeable. This is a bonus episode, a coaching session on needing a food plan. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable and welcome to this bonus episode. Before we dive into the bonus episode, I wanted to let you know that in honor of the holidays, we're offering two of my best programs at a really large discount. So from now until the end of the year, the guided Little School of Big Change course, that's the one that I lead, that my moderators are there. You get support and coaching the whole way through. It begins in mid-February. That one is just $3.99 and that's $100 off the regular price. And the Change Coach Self-Study Program, which is a phenomenal program, it includes the Little School of Big Change Self-Study plus a ton of unique content all around coaching is $400 off the regular price. So you can check the show notes for links to those courses or just go to my website, go to where you would typically buy those courses and you will see the discount there. So today's episode is a bonus episode. It is a conversation I had with Suzanne around needing a food plan. And I particularly wanted to share this on the heels of what I shared Monday, my conversation with Christina Bruce around uh, body acceptance and and not dieting and all of that good stuff. So Suzanne went through the little school of big change in spring 2020. And as she shares, you'll hear her tell this in the episode, um, during the course and immediately following the course, her longtime bulimia habit was just gone. And this happens sometimes, right? Something settles down, something is hard, and it just it's just done. It's just gone. It's non-existent. So this was the case for her throughout the course and after the course for, I think, a couple months, she said. And then, and this happens often too, and then a thought came back, a thought, a feeling that says, hey, maybe you should do that old behavior again. And she did the old behavior and no big deal, right? That happens all the time, except it does feel like a big deal. She describes in this episode how in that moment she thought, oh, I guess the little school of big change didn't work. I guess I'm back to, you know, never having seen anything. I'm back to where I was. That was all a fluke. However, her mind gave that to her. Oh, I guess it didn't work. And so she swung far in the opposite extreme direction and said, okay, well, if that didn't work any, isn't working for me anymore, I guess I need to go get on a food plan and I need to have this be really strict and disciplined and I need to work at it and and really, you know, kind of the polar opposite of of what had been working for her. And I love that that happened. That is incredibly common. That happens often. Again, something is just seen or heard or felt and this old stuff, which is only thought to begin with, it just doesn't show up or it doesn't look that important and we're free. And then one day it does show up and it does look important. Big deal. Like that is that is life. Like that is how it works. The problem in that is in what Suzanne's mind made of that, right? Like, okay, so clearly that's not going to happen that way. Therefore, I need to get super strict and disciplined and be really hard on myself. And that's what's ultimately going to help. So that led her down as she describes the last two and a half years of discipline, regimented food plan. And, you know, no shock, that hasn't worked either. That has not gotten her free of bulimia. In fact, I think it's made it much worse. So in this conversation, we explore that. We look at how our mind makes up these rules for how we think our freedom is supposed to go. And when we believe those rules, this is kind of what can happen in that. We also talk a lot about the messiness of starting to just eat and to not follow a rule and to follow our own common sense and our own body and our own hunger. And I talk a lot, I think, at that point in the conversation, if I remember right, about just how that has been for me. And I just feel like that's important. We touched on that with Christina as well in episode 229. Um, and we touch on it here too. So if you haven't listened to Monday's episode, I highly recommend listening to these together. Um, but either way, you're going to love this one as well. So enjoy this this conversation with Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks so much for chatting with me today. Hi, Amy. Thanks for asking me on. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about what's been going on for you. Oh, I suppose I've been struggling with this habit for on and off for years now. And um, a few years ago, I came into to this paradigm when I did the little school of the change. I think it was the COVID group. And I got so much freedom around it. And it could really, I really felt like, okay, this is it. I see it now. And after that, I just went, seemed to have gone down a rabbit hole of, I think I went back to work and the habit came back again. And I, I got really anxious about it and thought like, okay, this doesn't work. So I need to find something else that works. So I literally tried so many different food plans. It's like when I was convinced about this food addiction. So uh, so the sugar is the enemy and I would have went on keto. I tried all of those. And then more recently I read, um, I came back to all of this again because it just didn't rest me. Like the food addiction didn't feel right. And um, I came back to this teaching again. I did the little school of change again. And listen to, I read that book, The Fuck It Diet. Uh, just, I got so much freedom when I read it. But now I feel like I'm just really struggling because there's a part of me that needs a plan, needs like food plan. That's what I was reaching out to you for. I was asking, but what did you do to get free originally? Like I, I just can't seem to let it go that this is just it and it's fine. I don't actually need to follow some certain style of eating. I'm afraid there's like this fear there that I can't trust myself around food and I, I have to somehow be in control. Uh, even though it's not worked and it hasn't worked for the last few months. And if anything, it's just got more like worse the more I try and control it. But um, I think that it's just been so conditioned that different foods are wrong and I shouldn't eat them. It's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm really struggling with. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, and it's interesting, like what you just said, it seems like it's really big in this, you know, that it part of you feels like you need a plan. Like you can't yeah. just trust yourself or, or maybe even trusting yourself is way. I mean, I certainly didn't trust myself for, or wouldn't have said that I trusted myself for a long time after my eating disorder, but maybe even that's too big, but it's like, can, can you just be in life and, and do what occurs to you? Or do you really need some sort of plan? Um, I don't know, because like a few weeks ago, I was like, no, it's not, yeah, about a month ago, I started on this like uh, 28 day detox, um, but it was just cutting out sugar and eating whole foods. And then I was about five days into it and I just had this, like, you know, this is just not, I felt really tight and really constricted. And it was like a voice was just saying, what happens when the 28 days is over? And it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So it was like, you know, is it sustainable? Is it something that you, is, do you want to eat like this for the rest of your life? It was like, oh, no, because it's very, it was very, very restrictive. And um, it's just, uh, yeah, like I know that that freedom is there. I know it's there, um, but it's just, uh, I think it's just buried. There's been so much like drama and conditioning and so much story about having this issue like, for so long that it just seems, I don't know whether it's me that's not letting go or, but I'm just not trusting, I don't know, I, I can't really, I can't really voice it, what it is, the issue. But like, I don't know if there's, if I should use something, should use a plan to get me to work through, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so what happens when you just eat according to common sense? If nothing's off limits, there's no plan or rules, and you just try to kind of, eat what you want when you want it? Like, how how does that go? Well, I probably eat more than my mind thinks I should. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I, I feel I tend to overeat when I do. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, for anyone who's struggled with any kind of eating issue, <laughs> we do tend to eat more than our mind thinks we should. But that's not, that doesn't necessarily mean we're overeating. That means our mind yeah. is wrong. I mean, our mind, our mind will tell us we should eat the absolute least possible, the minimum possible. But that doesn't—that's not accurate. That doesn't mean that's right. So, so I'm not denying that you overeat at times, but I'm curious what you see in that. Your mind may always have sort of rules or like you know, stay over here, less is better, all of that old thinking. But 
can you see how that's kind of that's just thinking and that isn't really about about what you're hungry for and how you eat yeah yeah no i can't i can't see that and i'm, I'm starting to see it more but um because there, there hasn't been a time when i haven't been in like in the last i don't know probably 15 20 years that i haven't been following some sort of a plan or else it was like okay the plan's out the window let's go crazy so it was either one extreme or the other so it's just, I suppose, finding that middle ground and the gray area. And it's, it just feels really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm going to come back to this, but I'm just curious. You said something right away that I, I'm curious about. So you said after you went through the little school, they changed the first time. Um, mm-hmm. You had a, a lot, you felt a lot of freedom. And then, yeah. and then some stuff came back. And you concluded, okay, this doesn't work. And then that led you on this wild goose chase for the right detox, <laughs> right? So what what do you make? Like if you can go back to that uh, spring 2020 class you were in when you felt all that freedom afterward, like, and, and like just as, as it looks now, like what, what happened there? I mean, you didn't leave the school with a plan in place. So what do you make of the freedom you felt? Yeah. It's like I remember clearly being like on the forum or in a call or something and talking about how I I was thinking to myself, oh, I wonder will I binge today? And there was no energy to it. It felt totally fine. I wasn't, oh, this thought can't come in. I can't do anything about it. You know, it was just like, oh, I wonder. And then like if it happened or didn't happen, it wasn't a drama. And then it just phased out. Uh, I don't know what happened. I must have like obviously started to binge again. and then. My mind just clung on it and was like, Oh, you've lost it now. This is it. Like you're, you're back the way you were before. And it was like, it's all like, you know, like this most conditioned story of relapse and all of this kind of thing. And that's, that's what I concluded that I wasn't cured. Whereas at the time, like at the end, when we just a little or towards the end, I felt like it loosened. I wasn't as identified with that story anymore. But um, yeah, I, I totally just fell back into the story of it. But, it's, I've been in it for the last two or three years, it seems. But the more I, I go into it and the more I went down, like I really, really went into this food addiction story. Um, you know, going to these meetings and talking about my problems and triggers and how to manage triggers. And like, it just got out of control. Like, the story just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what you're, what you describe about that time of really, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I, sh- it seems like I should know, but I don't, I also don't know what happened when you went through the little school of big change. All I know, I don't know what happens for anyone. All I know is we start to look in this direction and, and our mind gets quiet and things just start to look really simple sometimes and thoughts can come in and old feelings can come in. And just like you said, they just don't, they're just seen for what they are. They don't seem to have the power that they used to have. It's like the story's still there sort of lingering sometimes, but we aren't so hooked into it. And, you know, again, I don't know how or why that happens. I just know it does happen for people very consistently. And what also happens is that doesn't always stay there in some perfect way like that. Like it's very, very common that when we've been caught up in a story for a lot of years even when we see some freedom from it, we see it as a story, it can come back and, and not look like a story, you know? So yeah, yeah. people fall back and you have some binges or it just feels totally gripping again. That also is extremely normal. And and so mm-hmm. I just say that because I can hear, and this is not just you, I'm kind of saying this for everyone. Like I, I can hear that thought. I mean, you said it really clearly. That thought came in. Okay, well, clearly that's not it. This isn't <laughs> clearly there's another direction I need to follow here. I must be a food addict. And then that's taking you yeah. in another direction, you know? So it's just like, I wonder what, you know, if that thought hadn't showed up or if that thought had showed up, clearly this doesn't work, but it was seen as a thought, you know? And it's like, okay, no, like I, I am habit free and I, and this is, these are our old stories. And, you know, I just want to kind of revive a little bit of that possibility, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And it's really interesting because like in every other area of my life, like everything, like the old beliefs have fallen away. 
And like, it, like really, it was really easy. Like that summer, the same summer I was doing the, just after the like, school, a big change. I was like, oh, oh, I don't really think I'll drink anymore. And it was that easy. And like, I, I would have like worried about myself for drinking. And I haven't drank alcohol since. I just never felt like it didn't make sense. Yeah. And it was like, that was simple. And even in my relationships, the way I would have reacted to different things, it just doesn't have the same energy. And it's funny because it, like, it's like, uh, you know, there's a part that's just really clinging onto this food story and we're not letting it go. Like, yeah. you know, and like everything, like say, when I try and apply that, like, oh, how easy it was with that. Like, you know, even some people say, how did you just stop drinking? I said, I don't know. I just stopped. There's like, yeah. what? And like, I didn't, I just didn't feel like drinking anymore. And I never said I can't drink anymore. And I still don't say like I can never, and I didn't have to eliminate or, you know, plan every day what I was not going to drink. <laughs> like, because I right. think it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, and I can see that, can see that. It's just, it's still there and feels very strong. Yeah. But that's um, huge. That's huge, Suzanne, to see, you know, this is no different. Food is no different. Now, it feels different to you right now, and that's perfectly okay. But it is no different. And I think that's really big. And it's easy for our mind to kind of push that aside. But it's like we all have all kinds of condition stories and beliefs and all kinds of things that, that we live in, many of which we are not even aware of. And sometimes we are aware. And and sometimes when we're aware, it's like we can know that something is a belief. And when we see that it's just a belief or just a, just old conditioning, I mean, it it still shows up. We still feel it. It still might be your natural tendency to follow that. But it really, it, like that's a huge door opening. It's a huge place that we have to sort of sit in and say, okay, there's all this momentum and pull, you know, and urgency and emotion and old stuff and familiarity even around go find the right food plan or binge or don't binge or what, all that thinking. And, and I can see that that's a bunch of psychology showing up. Now, that doesn't get, that doesn't even say anything about what we do in that moment. Again, I'm not, I'm not even saying like we see that and then you don't binge. Like maybe you do, or you don't follow a find a food plan. Maybe you do. But seeing that over and over and kind of feeling that space around it, seeing it as conditioning and as a belief. I think is so, so huge. And it it really is like the way that, I mean, I don't know, it's one way that this really starts to kind of be like, okay, this can arise, but but I'm just seeing it more for what it is. Yeah. So does it look like that to you? Because you've been down this path of like, I'm a food addict and I need this and I need that. And I'm just curious, and that's totally fine. That's, that's, what occurred to you to kind of look into to help yourself. But as we just talk about it now, I mean, can you, can you kind of see that the food is no different than alcohol was except oh, yeah. that, yeah, your mind just is grabbing onto this a little bit more than it did that. It's true. Like, and it's like, in, like a few years ago, I, like I was a smoker, I was a heavy smoker. And then I, I did, like, I, I stopped smoking, and I, I haven't smoked since. But as, even when I was doing the food, like, the food addiction story, I used to often think, how come there's no meetings for, like, nicotine? And that, that really, like, and then I Googled, and I said, oh, there actually is. But it was like, it, that had never been on my wavelength. And I just thought, I was like, oh, that's interesting that I didn't ever even think of that. Like, I was, and I can totally say I was addicted to nicotine. That was a physical thing. But there just wasn't that issue like because i think like the mind has made an immoral issue with the food like it's like well you should be able to stop because you know it's bad for you and you're healthy and you don't do this whereas with the cigarettes i don't know it was like it was just there was no not so much story behind it and it was easier to like it was physically difficult to, to stop but like it, it wasn't such a big story attached to it yeah and part of me is like i have been years in this like loop and this i mean i've been like such a huge part of like my life and my identity and I just feel like you know something sometimes it's like why it's like it can't be that easy just to just stop and when you've suffered so much with it it's not yeah. you know it's it's a 
it's it's paradox, but that that is part of it. Hmm. Yeah, I, like, I think it's just a resistance when something seems very easy and straightforward. There's just like such a story comes in that you know it has to be more complicated. Mm. Do you think that's like let's look at that a little bit more? Is that what's behind that for you? Like, what if it just is simple and easy? What would that mean? Or what if you did just walk away from this? What would that mean? No idea. Uh, it would mean freedom. There's like a lot. I feel like, I mean, sometimes it, just, it gets very overwhelming the amount of like time wasted on this so far like, on my life, like, you know, and the years when it's like those um, struggling. And I suppose there's the idea that it has to be a huge struggle to get to let go of it, even though it has been up to now. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, like, I suppose that's probably where I'm, I'm like working for these like the food plans and things like this. You have it's measured, it's 30 days, 90 days, after this, and, you know, it's like, but it's never ending. That's kind of what I'm getting sense of it. And yeah. the whole, the whole, I just don't, no offense to anyone who, who follows that path, but like the whole addiction path, it just doesn't resonate. It doesn't feel right. It feels like we're going deep, deeper, further down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if, and I like what you said, you know, like your mind, everything I hear is kind of like a, you know, a, a mind wants to get this all, it all needs to make sense and sort of add <laughs> up. And, you know, I put in my time and I've put in the struggle and, and then I found the answer and now I'm working the plan. And, you know, this is just sometimes how our mind is. And, and that's just big to sort of see because I think it's there's and then there's so much also just conditioning out there about the yeah that is how things go you work hard and then you get what you deserve and, ugh, just so much stuff in that right yeah so it's cool to just kind of notice that and and to like you said if it helps your mind at all you hey you've put in your struggle <laughs> enough already mm-hmm. like you don't you know there's there's no real reason that this has to continue to be hard or now something that you learn to do and manage and all of that, it may go that way. I'm sure it goes that way for many people and that's okay. But are you okay with it not going that way also? Like, is it okay if it, if it is just simple? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's like, um, even the fact that you're saying that it took you a long time to trust yourself. I suppose I had this vision of like, you just saw the light and that was it. And you know, that was fine. You never had any issues around food again. And, I, I suppose that's kind of what I, like, I think sometimes when I'm ignoring, like, listen to people's stories and like, oh, and then you just saw the light and that was it. And everything was easy, you know, but I suppose that's not the way it is. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. Uh, yeah. It time to, to get that trust with your, it's within your own self, isn't it? Your body needs to trust you. You need to trust yourself. Uh, that makes any sense because you've been so long kind of using your body and not listening to it. Oh, it does take time. Yeah, I think that's really huge. And I think especially around, well, maybe not especially, but this is my experience as well with myself and with other people is, is, you know, it takes a little bit sometimes to kind of feel comfortable in, I'm not even trusting, but even for like our brain, like let's just look at what happens when we, when we make a bunch of food rules and we say say no to a bunch of things, we just say, no, you're not allowed, you're not allowed. Even if we're still feeding ourselves and, and getting good nutrition and, and maybe better nutrition because now we're not eating sugar and all these other things, it, there's a total sense to the brain of deprivation. Now, again, I'm not saying we need sugar and all of that, but when when there's that rigidness, and this is what I felt so much, it's like, as soon as my mind, I could be eating quote unquote normally and eating enough. But as soon as my mind started saying, oh no, too much, isn't, haven't you had enough now? There was just this instant tension and this instant drive to just eat more, just to buck my own rules, the the rules my mind was making up, you know? So for me, and I think I shared this with you by email, like 
a huge part of this. Like, yes, there were massive insights into how thought works and that I'm healthy already and all of that. But a really big kind of day-to-day part of this was and continues to be like just eating (laughs) and noticing, you know, noticing where my mind wants to come in and say, you should probably be full by now. That should probably be enough. Oh, like my, I can literally be hungry and my, and my mind will say, yeah, but you just ate three hours ago. You shouldn't be hungry, which is just such a joke. It's like we have this body that works perfectly. That's showing us exactly what we need for optimal health. And then we have a mind that's just conditioned to make up its own rules about it. So, so yeah, a big part of that for me was like, no more rules. Nothing's off limits. I'm going to eat. And this is, again, don't make this a rule, but this is just kind of how I navigated that, I guess. It's like, I'm going to eat what I want when I want it. And I'm going to ease into this. And I'm going to have to trust on some level that this is going to feel uncomfortable because it goes against the rules my mind had been making up forever. And that my body and brain are going to get on board with this because I know we have innate health. So I know that when I stop listening to all that and I just feed myself, it's not going to happen like that forever. Like eventually this is going to get easier and that's what happened. And it was eventually. I mean, it definitely, this piece of it in particular was definitely not an overnight thing for me anyway. That's reassuring to hear. I think that's what I, I am. Oh, yeah, I like to identify so much with some of these plants because obviously you just kind of go into like a detox mode or, you know, it's a, you're breaking a habit. So no matter what habit it is, there is that initial period of, so whether the habit is not binging and allowing everything or removing something, you're still going to have some sort of a withdrawal, isn't it? Or an uncomfortable feeling. And I think like no matter what road you go down, there seems to be like, it's basically an uncomfortable feeling, but we just use different language for it, whether it's, sugar withdrawal or just getting comfortable with you know uh not following the rules of your mind anymore it's the same kind of thing isn't it yes yeah that's huge really there's there's gonna be i mean i kind of hate to even use the word discomfort but but yes, that's that's how it'll feel initially. And that's for sure what our mind is going to call it. Like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And, you know, but <laughs> even in that, even in that, it's so fascinating to look at that and say, yeah, but is it really? Like, what's uncomfortable? Because my mind's over here screaming something or whatever. And, and I'm just doing what makes sense. You know, like uh, there's going to be, it's going to be a little messy. It's going to be messy. But I love what you're saying. It's like, being able to kind of step in that messiness and just do what makes sense is really huge. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about, about like how it, and, and honestly, like no, whatever, however this looks to you is totally fine. But so given that you've kind of gone down the path of certain foods are addictive and, you know, all the different plans and stuff, and um, like, does that look true to you? Or, I mean, if you, if you were to just have no rules and I'm not saying you should do that, it's just what I did. But if you were to have kind of no rules and allow everything and see and naturally let yourself gravitate to what you enjoy and all of that, how, I don't know, how does that sit with you as we speak right yeah, now? Yeah, like it does. Like it's just, um, the more I explore it, like for me, addicted to certain foods I'm not <laughs> I know it's a really compelling story because like processed food is naturally more palatable or whatever but if you've got so many rules about your weight and what you should look like and what you should eat then if you're binging on those kind of foods of course you're going to overeat and it's a natural response but I don't think it's addiction you know <laughs> and I think that my mind really loves the idea because then it can justify what the binging on it you know, if you're an addict, it's it's allowed, isn't it? But um, it's and it like it was. It was really like I was really comfortable in that. Like for a while, I was like, oh, that's why I'm like this. Sorry, I'm a bit broken. I'm so Like I had a label and a name. <laughs> it was really nice, and I really, I could, I just got so, and I, I felt it like when I when I come to, when I come out of it, I was like, oh, I was really lost in that story for a while. You know. And I remember telling like one of my friends that she's got absolutely no issues with food. She's really deep into all of this kind of understanding. And I was telling her like my discovery, but I was obviously a food addict. And she was just like, huh, 
interesting. And he got a reaction. I was like, hmm, maybe there's an issue. like, what? Oh, and I chose an EU like, you feel that this makes sense to you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, so she, uh, she kind of kept an open space for me to explore it. And you see the longest without saying anything. But it was, um, yeah. And, it, and then the further I got into the story, the worse my habit. This is not making sense. And it was like, because every single thing revolved around me, you know, it was just, the more you look at something, isn't it? It's like, a, you know, you talk about your nose pressed up against the glass. It was literally like, yeah, you can't, you can't move. Like, you had to plan every day what you're going to eat and manage all of your, your life, your triggers, which is going to be basically everything. Just then, yeah. But yeah, I can see, I can see the, the whole just letting go of it. But it, it's funny because it's like, it's literally pendulum swinging from one extreme to just like, okay, there's nothing to do. And just like, it's really freeing. But it, another part of it is like, well, I need to practice. Oh, oh so, sorry, I lost you for a minute. Can you repeat that? Yeah. It's really freeing, it's, but. Yeah, but there's another, there is a part, like there is that fear that I'll just be like totally out of control. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, and just look at that. I mean, of course your mind is saying that. Your mind is what's been trying to control this for you for as long as it has, for most of your adult life probably, right? So no question, no question a mind is going to say, um, if you just let this go, you're all hell is going to break loose. It's going to be horrible. I mean, honestly, I can't, there, there's not a mind out there that wouldn't say that. So I just really want you to see that because that picture, that's the thing we've been fearing, right? Is that, oh my God, I'm weak and I'll just get out of control. And that's the thing that we've been fearing that's been keeping us caught up in these plans. Yet, that's the problem also <laughs> like that fear and then the control is what's creating the thing we're fearing and of course a mind is going to tell us that's going to happen but but it just it just doesn't <laughs> like just hold that very loosely you know yeah so i mean i'll share a little about kind of how it's looked for me and again for other people i've seen this with because i do think it's like the word I like is messy and, and even messy has a little bit of judgment to it. But, um, but it's like to go from rules and good and bad and, and focusing on a number or whatever, wherever our mind goes with all of this to kind of just loosening up on, on all of that. It's, it's messy and that along the way, you know, it is, it's likely to feel uncomfortable, but, but it's good to kind of see what, it, what's actually feeling uncomfortable. If we take that discomfort as a sign that we're heading in the wrong direction, or we really are going out of control, or we're going to gain a ton of weight overnight, or weight is the most important thing. If we, if we kind of see all that, which is some of what our mind might tell us at times, that it's really easy to just want to run back and like grab a plan. And I think that's, you know, that happens a lot. And, and that it does, I think what you kind of described even after leaving the school, right? There is some freedom. And then there's like, nope, this doesn't work. Let me go find the plan. And so, so just look, just be on the lookout for that. You know, it's likely to happen. But I know for me, um, I went from rules and a little regimented and all of that to seeing this and letting go. And, and, and there, you know, and it did feel uncomfortable. So I would eat and so, like, and this is just part of the body dysmorphia stuff that we have going on, you know, like I could eat and swear to God that I just gained five pounds and like, it just doesn't work that way. So you just want to be really careful of, of the way that your mind tells you you feel and the way that your mind tells you you look and all of that stuff because it's likely to come up during this time but again if we can just step out of that and say okay <laughs> I just ate a meal I ate a normal meal or I even overate I mean this is and it's so ironic because it's for those of us who have a history of binge eating I mean you know like hello like we've binged many many times over and so we know what this is like so it's very funny in a way that our mind you know we we just eat a kind of normal, quote unquote, normal meal, and then our mind throws a fit about it. You know, it's like you, you just you kind of start to see through like the stories a little bit, and so 
anyway, again, like for me, it was a little like messy. It was definitely a messy process. Um, there was initially a little bit of weight gain. Um, and a little bit of like my mind being like, Ooh, you mean this is allowed now and me eating it, which is fine. That was, that's the whole point. But what happened, and I say this, and this happened for so many people I've seen through this process, is that just settles down. And when it settles down, it settles into a level of freedom that I don't remember ever feeling. So yes, initially there was some, oh, I can have this and I can have that. And then like, oh my gosh, and can't believe I'm eating this. And Yeah, and, that's exactly yeah. what happened to me last week. <laughs> totally, yeah. 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 Um, and so And so that happens, but then... But then I want, I just say this to like, let you know, when you stick with it and you're seeing your mind tell all the stories and you're even feeling the discomfort if it's there, but you're kind of like, no, I'm not binging. I'm just eating what my body feels like it wants and needs. It doesn't take long for your brain to just shut up. (laughs) Your brain, it's like our brain finally sees, oh, okay, we're just doing, we're just eating freely now. And that doesn't mean eating out of control. I mean, there's no rules. And then it just stops talking about food so much and stops talking about weight so much. And that is like, I can't even describe it. I mean, that's the freedom we're all wanting. And it's amazing when that happens. And so, again, I know that's a little, it's just kind of my story and it's a little like high level, but I just say that because I know there's going to be some messiness in between and I want you to know it's it's not for nothing. It doesn't stay in that messiness forever. And when we ride that out, it's like our brain is finally kind of secure and it doesn't need to talk and think about food and weight all the time. Oh, nice. <laughs> Have you experienced that in the past before? Um. Yeah, I think, but to be honest with you, like before when I let go of like the worry, it was like, and I was kind of going, okay, I don't need to control it. But like I still had very um, set parameters for what, not, not, not controlling what I was eating, but like I still had to like do a lot of exercise and be a certain size. And like I didn't put on weight, so it was fine. And I think then when I don't weigh myself, but like I was, you know, I'm a lot bigger than what I was. As I tried to like navigate this, but, and then the more like when I did put on weight, I'd get uncomfortable and try and get a plan, <laughs> then it would get strict and it wouldn't help, you know? So yeah, I realized well, like I, I was, everything was fine as long as I stayed a certain size. If, whereas now I have to kind of embrace that. Maybe that's not the right place for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's huge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like it took, it did take that long to actually come to movies. If you hadn't told me two years ago, I don't think I would accept that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it is huge. And, uh, like, it, it's more, it's not it's even your size or your weight. What does it even mean? <laughs> but, like, we spent 20 years believing that it did mean something. I said a lot about you. It's just, even though now you can see that it's just all I mean, like, but at the same time, it's just like, oh. Yeah. That's so big and, and yeah, I mean that the whole weight thing is just another condition story that we, we absolutely did not come up with and I don't think we even care about it. But like you said, you said it perfectly when, when someone else fed us or, you know, our mind concluded from all the messages out there and everything that this is the weight we should be, or this is where, you know, this is where, how we should look or whatever. And then, and then we kind of forget how that all came about. And then we live with that for 30 years or more. And then of course it looks like our belief and of course it looks and feels so important. But I think it's so huge to start to see that the way that you are, you know, like, wait a minute, this was something that commercials gave me commercials from companies that just want to make money off of me gave me these body ideals families all all kinds of places and like it's like the more that we just live in service of that it's just it just sucks it's like they're not even our beliefs you know all of this is just stupid messaging so I don't know. I think it can feel really empowering, even though for sure it's messy in the process. It can still feel really empowering. It has for me to kind of be like, no, enough. Like I'm, of course, I don't want to gain a ton of weight either, but 
but it's like, I'm not going to be a slave to like staying in this little narrow range because some company led by a man tells me this is how I should look, you know? And yeah, yeah. that's true. And the the beauty is, you know, truly most of the time this is not this does not lead to weight gain. So I'm yeah. kinda hesitant to even say that, but really, I mean ultimately what we're talking about is is letting our bodies just be where they want to be. And when we've been in this back and forth controlling strike struggle for so long, our body has never really had a chance to just be where it naturally wants to be. And, you know, most of the time for most of us where our body settles in is definitely not overweight. It's just whatever that even means, you know, but it's like a, yeah. it doesn't mean we gain a bunch of weight at all, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. But you know what? Like, I had it, like, had a big cut on my hand there a few weeks ago and I was looking at it. It's just like fascinating watching it heal. It was like, I'm not telling my body what to do or forcing anything. It's just happening. I have no control over that. It's like, why do we think that we have to control what we eat? It's just, it's insane when you reflect, you know, it's like, whoa. But we've believed it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect example. It really is like that. Kids don't need to be told what to eat. Like, even when they gravitate toward a bunch of sugar, they even out. They don't only want sugar, you know? Like, there's (laughs) balancing in there that we kind of overlook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the best part again is that I mean, there's something just so big in the mental quietness around all of this, and 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 kind of seeing that um, our poor brains have just been thrown around in survival mode, deprivation mode again, even when we're eating. It's like when we have those rules, it just keeps the brain on high alert. And for the brain to finally start to see, oh, I'm just going to be fed what I need to be fed. I don't need to work so hard. It just kind of settles down. And that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that. So how does it, I don't know, how does it feel to you to kind of, Think about this. And again, I don't at all mean to like imply that you should kind of take that direction. I'm curious what your common sense, I mean, I'm, oh. I'm going here because like, your common sense was kind of pointing in this direction already, but yeah. I'm just curious no, how it sounds. It's funny, like it's, um, do you know what's really ironic is actually like a few months ago, I, I heard, um, no, I was actually, when I was in the middle of food addiction stuff, I heard a lady on one of your podcasts and she said how she'd been through the school. And then she got loads of freedom and then somehow she forgot. And then she went through like lots of NLP and all of this kind of thing. Like it went down a big long story and then she came back to the school and um, everything made more sense. And just something clicked. And I was like, oh, like, and I was like, I wonder what that happened to me. And then I, whatever, I ended up doing the school again. And like more stuff just fell away. And it was like, okay. So like all of the little things that I thought I had to keep in place. Like, I really thought, like, recovery or not binging anymore meant that I had to follow. I did believe that I had to follow some sort of style of eating or I had to, like, eliminate some food groups or something. I never would have thought that it would have allowed everything. And then I had, like, very set ideas for what my weight needed to be. And, like, now it's just been, like, even letting go of all of that. It's, like, question is, like, well, why do you have to be at certain size? Like, if you got bigger, so what? And it's, like, yeah. Because I've never actually thought of that. That idea has never been entertained. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's really, like I've, I've actually bought bigger clothes recently. Like, I mean, not bigger, it's not like teeny tiny sizes. Yeah. And it's like, um, oh, like whereas before, if I thought I had, I would have had to do that. That would have been terrible. Like, well, my mind told me that would have been terrible. But it's actually fine. That's really interesting to see all of this. Like, that the things that are happening, I, I have been believing that they were going to be really terrible. Not actually feels fine. Um, so I suppose just accept what you said that it is messy. Like it's still you know, that's fine. I, I really just thought that it would be like this light bulb moment hit me. Oh, really? That's it. I can just you know. I think I partially didn't want to say, but look at the fact that this has been a habit. 
for so many years and that maybe it's just going to be a little while to, to feel comfortable. Not, you know? It's so huge to see that. And it's hard because um, like how we tell stories sometimes, I think we kind of go talk about the struggle and then people tend to kind of jump to the insight and the freedom and then it leaves this sort of impression sometimes. Right. And, but I, yeah. I, I love, I love what you're saying and how, and this is so common, Suzanne, like it's so, so common that in me too, with so many things, it's like, we see a little something, but, but it's just not like, it's just not fully cooked yet. And then we have to I, I don't know. I mean, this is sort of a story, but it feels like then we have to go out and kind of do our due diligence like you did. Let me go down this path and try all the things. And that's fine. And then somehow we come back to that simplicity. And then just like you're saying, and just like, you you know, like it, then it lands a little deeper and more things fall away. And I love what you're saying. It's like things fall away that we didn't even think were possibilities to fall away. You know? Yeah, like the things I didn't even think were issues, like, you know, like, I, just the way I believe, like, the way I acted in relationships and, you know, with my partner and stuff, right? Like, yeah, like, like, I would believe when he said something, what that meant, you know, about me and about him. And now I kind of laugh when I think of the way I used to react to some things. You know, it's funny. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because it opens up a lot. And I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, somebody said before about the low hanging fruit, like, so. Like those kind of things, you don't notice that they're issues and they're so easy to fall away. Whereas if you're very plugged into it, this is my issue, my habit, yeah. then maybe it's obvious that it's going to be the last thing to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, remember like the really basic, this is so simple, but I think it's one of the hardest things for us to see because it goes against what we're used to so much. But when something feels like a struggle, that's showing us or when we're suffering in any way that that's fine that's we're equipped to suffer it's okay but but it's showing us where we're hooked on to like a concept or an ideal or a thought as if it's true so as you go if you do this and kind of just play with being you know more in what wants to happen and kind of feeling this out you'll notice in those messy parts, you know, like, oh, okay, this doesn't feel good. This feels like I shouldn't have done that or whatever. And that, and just remember like that feeling is always there. Like, oh, there's an old thought coming up. There's an old idea coming up. And you know, that's one of the, I think one of the most helpful things about this whole conversation, this whole exploration. And it's one of the hardest things to see because we're all so used to feeling suffering and then pushing it away and doing something else instead. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this suffering means I'm doing it wrong. I better go find a different plan. And it's like, no, no, no. That suffering is showing you where where you just ran into a belief. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to yeah. practice that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I had to practice that a lot as I was starting to go through this because I would like, eat something that was formerly not okay and just feel horrible. And I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be right. I'm not supposed to be feeling horrible after I eat. <laughs> and then it's like, well, it's not because you ate. It's because your mind just said, you shouldn't have done that. You know, now you're going to gain weight, whatever my mind was saying. So it's like our feelings are not showing us feedback on what we've done. They're just simply reflecting back the stories, you know, that there's a story being believed in there. So I don't know. How do you how do you feel? Like how are things looking? Or do you, is there is there anything that kind of is coming up now that feels sticky or scary? Um, no, I think it's just uh, I'm feeling like a lot of relief. To be honest, like I I don't actually have to try so hard because <laughs> it's all about the try and the effort. You know? It's like unless I'm putting in all of this effort and work into like you know improving myself and my habit and um, and into like you know finding my wisdom <laughs> I can't to be something that I had to work to get all the time it feels like I believe that I'm uh you know I have all of this wisdom inside me but I didn't really believe because it. it was just like I have to work hard to kind of you know make my body healthy and to do all of this thing 
So uh, yeah, it just feels like like such a relief in one way. And like um there's yeah, there's like kind of like a side of me that's kind of going, really? You're not going to follow any plan? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Are we really going there? So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, and I suppose that's, that, that is it, isn't it? This is like a, what they call the messy middle, like, and this is that part where you're just going to have to, you know, there'll be good days and bad days and navigate that, but it doesn't mean anything about me or well, it's just like what wants to happen. So, obviously, I'm led here for a reason. Just kind of attack that in my soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's certainly, I feel like so much clearer. Just to think, yeah, but just be what you want. Any one. Because, you know, you know, it should be something that's so simple. It's just a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you don't, like our, our mind will even freak out about no plan. Like, and then that just makes that a new plan. <laughs> like, okay, so the new plan <laughs> is no plan. Oh crap. <laughs> and, you know, and just to see that too, like we can just notice that and laugh at it and just say, no, I like, I don't know. I'm going to see how it goes. And, you know, I think honestly, like in a really practical sense, I'm guessing most people eat a lot of the same things day to day. I know I certainly do. I just, it's not held as a plan. It's just like, mm-hmm. here's what's convenient. Here's what I like. Here's what I'm going to eat. And I don't want to give it that much more thought. So again, like just kind of notice sometimes where our mind wants to come in and be like, anything you want and you should have all this variety. Like, no, there's more rules coming in. Like, it's just anything is okay. It's kind of, I think the bigger picture, you know, the bigger idea is like, it kind of doesn't matter so much what we eat. And and when we have that attitude, again, then our mind just stops thinking about it so much because if it just doesn't matter what we eat and exactly what we weigh and all of that, man, there's just so much room to just go live life. And yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, thanks for talking to me. I hope this is helpful. And and yeah, it's been really helpful. Thanks. Yeah. And just and let me know, like, because again, uh, you know, it, it may or may not get messy. Who knows? But it's, you, you're just doing the best you can, just feeling it out moment to moment. And so let, let's stay in touch and let me know kind of how it's yeah. going for you. I will do. Thanks so much. For the rest of this week only, we're doing a holiday giveaway. Go to my Instagram page at, at dr.amy.johnson to be in the running to win some amazing prizes, including my books, digital courses, the Little School of Big Change self-study, and even the Change Coach self-study. So you can enter for this week only, the rest of this week, and the week of December 12th, we'll be revealing the winners. The 2023 Change Coach Training Program is a six-month, highly supportive small group training where you'll get to observe and debrief a ton of coaching before doing a ton of coaching yourself with support and feedback the whole way through. You'll leave the program feeling confident and ready to work with others and with the option of becoming a certified change coach. The 2023 training is filling up quickly, so check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training. And please reach out to me if you have any questions about the program.